What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, we get you prepared for week nine as the fantasy football season almost draws to a close and getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Tell you about the matchups, the starts, the sits, who we love, who we hate, all that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. But let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex with Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome in to another fantastic, exciting, informative, and always entertaining episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here with my co-host, live and direct, with much respect, Alex Marchetti. What's up, BFAs? What's happening? It's week nine. We're going to go through the primer. Uh, you know, I'm four and four. I hope you're six and two or eight and zero, oh, and let's go for the playoff push. Let's do it. <laughs> playoffs are coming. It's sad. There's only like, for the majority of teams that start their, their playoffs week 13, there's only like four more weeks of football, fantasy football. That's it. Time flies. Four more weeks. When you're having fun. <sighs> it's depressing. Yeah. Where's my Hulk theme? I have like a Hulk, you know, from the Hulk when he walks away like all sad. Yeah. I have the, that The somewhere. Hulk uh, show, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's where he's walking away, something like that. Yeah, it's all sad. I, I don't. I, I'll, I'll find it. I'll put it back another time. Go I'll ahead. put it back when we have three weeks left, <laughs> and then it'll just be just as sad. Uh, anyways, yeah. So party people, you know, uh, it's coming up. You got to make your playoff push. That's why I made the big trades that I made because I have to start making some moves in that league. So uh, yeah, got to start. You know, getting things going. Um, let's just dive. And by the way, when you keep seeing BFAs, if people forget what BFA means, it stands for Better Fantasy Agents. Just to remind everybody, or if you're tuning in for the first time, BFAs, Meyer, Better Fantasy Agents, Agents of the Bureau. Anyways, let's get right into it. Let's just let's just dive right into it. Let's just talk about all these games, all these matchups and stuff. That's not it. Is that it? Wait, it is. It, it is. It is. It is it. As we approach week nine of the fantasy football year, it's drawn to a close. And if you feel yourself down like you are in my league, that grip around your neck gets tighter and tighter. And that window of opportunity gets smaller and smaller. Until it's there no more. And then you don't even make the playoffs. And then your year is over. All together. Sad. Depressing. Just like the weather here in New York. There's not much more you could say, but just... Just to know that... You are probably not as good as you think of fantasy football, maybe from listening to us. <laughs> I tried right. my best to go with that one. All right, good. That was bad. <laughs> tried my best. But thank you for setting me up with that. Yeah, no problem. Everything was on the fly. <laughs> my improv game is not as strong as I thought it was. Anyways, <laughs> let's just get into it and then just go. Uh, dog, you can start us off. Talk about our Thursday night football game, San Francisco at Arizona. San Francisco with... 
this game is not going to look good for them. They're playing at home, though. Arizona. It doesn't look good for San Francisco? It doesn't look good for them. Nope. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hot take? No, I'm joking. It's, of course, it's going to look great for them playing Arizona. Rookie quarterback, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. All right. So the Niners are favored by 10 points away at Arizona. The over-under is 43. Now, if you know, the Niners are number two against quarterbacks. Number two against running backs. They're the number two best defense in the league in fantasy as well. Kyler Murray, uh, I don't know what to tell you about Kyler Murray. The last couple of games, he's been outside the top 12 as far as wide receivers. Last week, he was the wide receiver 19 against the Saints. Against the Giants, he was wide receiver number 24. Mm-hmm. Uh it's gonna be tough for him. I had I have him in my dynasty, not my dynasty. I have him in my standard league. I had to drop him. I couldn't play him. I'm playing. You know who I'm playing over him? Who? I'm gonna play Sam Darnold, who has been struggling, but he's going against the, the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I see that. Now we all know that David Johnson most likely is not going to be playing. <laughs> most likely, Chase Edmonds is already officially out. out. So it's the Kenyon Drake show now. Kenyon Drake, I don't know if I'm too confident of starting him here. Some of you might be very, very desperate to start him as your flex. But he just got he just recently got traded to the Arizona Cardinals. He's just started to get acclimated and he's facing the Niners. I do not think I have the cojones to start him here. I'd rather go with a a wide receiver that might have some upside than him if if I'm considering a flex play. So I'll fade from him. I cannot I, I, I don't have the, the corners to start him here. Some of you might, but it's not like he has shown you that he's like highly efficient, even with his limited touches that he had with the Dolphins and an awful team that he played for. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. The only player that I might consider playing here is Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk came back last week, and he did pretty decent. You know, he did pretty de- decent. He had a call. How many catches he had? Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had, a, he, had a, he had a good number of them. Yeah, he had eight receptions. Mm-hmm. He had eight receptions for 79 yards, which gave you 17.8 fantasy points. He was the, he ended up being the number six wide receiver for the week. So he's probably the only one I'll consider, and he to me at best he's a flex play. So if you're considering Kenyon Drake, I'll say you know what, Christian Kirk is the one the the only guy that you should be playing in the Cardinals offense. Other than that, as far as for the Niners, we all know that Matt Breida is not playing. Tevin Coleman is going to be running the show. Raheem Mostart, he's He's still um he he's not, he's still not officially out, right? Now he must start playing. Raheem Mostar starts playing? Mm-hmm. All right, so Raheem Mostar and Tevin Coleman. Jeff Wilson players. is is not playing. Oh, Jeff Wilson. There you go. 
So Raheem Mostart and Tevin Coleman is the guys that will play. Hey, listen, Debo Samuel, he's been hurt a lot of games this this season. He came back healthy, played against a tough Carolina Panthers defense, and he provided a good amount of points. He gave you 13.8 points. He's a player that I'm very interested in playing. If you tell me Kenyon Drake or Debo Samuel, I'll rather play Debo Samuel here. And as far as Emmanuel Sanders, yeah, I'll start him too. That's about it. Any other players? No. From the from the Niners side or the Cardinals yeah. side? No, that's it. Well, George, George Kittle, of course, but I'm not. Yeah, you know, of course. That's I, we don't have to really mention him. And of course, I do like the Niners here. Yeah, no, I like the Niners too. I would stay away from Kenyon Drake too. I mean, it's not like like I said, Kenyon Drake. I don't think is that good of a running back as is. I'm sure he'll have some success, maybe possibly in uh, the Cardinals. Can't be much worse than it was for him in Miami. But I don't know. Apparently, he loves, you know, I don't know. He, him and Josh Rosen keep switching. He's, he's like, now he switch with Josh Rosen. I don't know. Hey, uh, the funny thing is that Kenyon Drake, he was considered. Miami be, and the Cardinals have like a thing going on. Yeah. yeah but they wait, do. Go on. Kenyon Drake, I know a lot of people are high on him, but it seems like he's following that Lamar Miller path where, you know, Lamar Miller had some good, decent showing with the Dolphins. Then he ended up, getting, but at least Lamar then he Miller ended up being traded to the Houston Texans. But at least Lamar Miller was always like a bell cow, even in Miami, even in Houston. It's just that like is true. That you know, Kenyon Drake. Even you know, he's not going to even if he's the bell cow for this one game. When David Johnson comes back, he's going to be the, the guy, David Johnson. So it's not a, you know, it's 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 not like he had it was the bell cow. Because at least Lamar Miller always got value. That's the only reason that Lamar Miller was kept in some sort of like fantasy implications. Um, but, but yeah, no, the San Francisco 49ers right now currently in fantasy football, the second-best defense in fantasy football. So I would stay away from any and all Cardinals. Stay away. Wouldn't mind Larry Fitzgerald still just because of the fact he's still smart. He's still a PPR monster. Wouldn't mind him. I mean, once again, there is a lot of people out on the body this week, especially when it comes to the wide receivers. You know, you're missing. Larry Fitzgerald has been very disappointed the last two weeks. Yeah, but it's okay. It's two weeks. It's not like two the whole point game. Two, two point eight fantasy points. Look at all the wide receivers you're missing this week. You're missing Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. You're missing Tyler Boyd, possibly um, Auden Tate, if he was another guy that you were possibly playing. You're missing, you're missing uh, with that big trio of Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Brandon Cooks. Most likely would have been out anyways, but still, you're missing those three, and you're missing Michael Thomas. So that's a good number of wide receivers that you're missing this week. I mean, with the Rams alone, you're missing a lot of wide receivers that you would more than likely play week in, week out with Cups, Woods, and uh, and uh, Cup. So I mean, Cups, Woods, <laughs> Cook, whatever. You know, I'll cup you too. Oh my God, <laughs> cup you too. Anyway, so uh, but yeah, who do you like here? No, I like the 49ers, but like I guess I don't mind Larry Fitzgerald. There's a lot of wide receivers out this week, so um, you know you 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 usually keep him in your lineups, and now you need him as a filler. That's what you had him for, anyway. So it's I, not saying he's going to produce good numbers. I'm just saying, just week wise, it's not a good matchup, but it's okay to play him. But it's not a good I, matchup. I think I'd rather start Chris Conley over Larry Fitzgerald. No, which is the next game. Yeah, we'll go to the next game. So uh, I get it with uh, D.D. Westbrook being hurt. We're you know talking about this next game over here with uh, Houston at Jacksonville. Um, Houston's defense is still not that bad. It's still not that bad. I like Gardner Minshew this week. Gardner Minshew should also be a pretty popular Halloween uh, costume. By the way, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yes, it is Thursday. Ho, is ho, Halloween. ho. I do that with the kids. I say, <laughs> I say all the wrong. I say all the wrong. Um, the wrong uh, holidays. The kids come in, and I'm like, oh, happy Easter. 
You know, as I start giving them out candy, and I start saying like, "Yay, happy Columbus Day," and stuff like that, and they, uh, they, they, they think I'm crazy and dumb, and it's always fun to see them look at me like that. They probably once they go back to school, they're like, "Hey, yeah, we had this guy. He thought it was Easter. This guy was crazy, mom." It's like, anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, I trade you a Snicker bar for your whole bag. This is a big one. You don't size. Snicker don't bar. don't say that to kids. No, that's that's that. probably illegal in some states for no, you to no, say no, that to kids. No, no. Don't I'll, say that to the kids. <laughs> right. I was I was I was reenacting ki- a kid bartering or trying to trade with another kid. You can't be mad at me. Let the door wide okay, open for that one. Go ahead. Move on. <laughs> you left the door open for that one. Sorry. I'm not the guy from uh Family Guy, that old man. Oh, Herbert the pervert? Herbert, Herbert the pervert. Why <laughs> bringing me some good news? <laughs> it's like the muscle of the paper boy. <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic. <laughs> I love it when, uh, what did he do when he was taking care of the kids? And then he tells, and then he's taking care of like all three of them. And then Meg's like, well, listen, I'm uh, Mr. Herbert. I'm a 17 year old girl. And honestly, I don't need you. To, I don't need you here. And he goes like, well, Meg, you're a 17 year old girl and I don't need you here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, let's finish this. Uh, Houston, we got a lot of games to go through. Houston at Jacksonville. Um, as I, you know, uh, with, with the Houston side of the ball, let's go over, let's go over that first. Uh, Deshaun Watson, a must play. I know that DeAndre Hopkins showed up with the questionable tag. I think he should be okay. He should be fine. But, he's uh, a start. Yeah, he's a must start as always. Uh, you know, his volume's been ramping up ever since with Will Fuller being out. So uh, he's there. Kiki Cutie, surprisingly, without a catch last week. I played him. I played him against you actually. I still won last week. But uh, Kiki. <laughs> Kiki Cutie uh, was not involved in all the offense. Uh, so, you know, I would stay away from him. Jacksonville, as much as they lost pieces to their offense, with the biggest one, of course, being Jalen Ramsey and everything, uh, he there's still a pretty solid defense. Uh, Carlos Hyde, once again, there's a, there's a lot of people on the bye this week. I mean, I told you about the, the, the wide receivers that were missing, but look at the running backs you're also missing as well. You're missing um, Devontae Freeman, Joe Mixon, what a week to miss him after he was doing good last week. And you want to know what? I benched him last week and he put up points last week. But still, he finally does like with the second time in the year that he puts up 17 points and he finally puts up the 17 points and you have a little more confidence to start somebody that you picked about the second round like I did and you can't because it's on a bye week. Whatever. Maybe the bye week will do him some good. Who knows? But the point is Joe Mixon, Devontae Freeman, Todd Gurley, and uh, Alvin Kamara, or and possibly now with the emergence of Latavius Murray filling it for his shoes the way he's did with both of those guys missing. So you're missing a good number of running backs. So Carlos Hyde, uh, not a good matchup. Almost the same thing I said about the Larry Fitzgerald situation. Really not a good matchup with him going against Jacksonville. But at the same time, not the worst matchup in the world. So if you wanted to play Carlos Hyde, uh, I'm not 100% against that. I'm okay with that to an extent. It's just, uh, just, just married your expectations over there with Carlos Hyde. Um, yeah, as, as you know, Jacksonville is still good against the run overall. Uh, also, so when, and, uh, who else we play with? And that's pretty much it. I wouldn't really look at anything else. Kenny Stills, uh, I would try to stay away from him. On Jacksonville side of the ball, I know you mentioned about Chris Conley because of D.D. Westbrook getting hurt. D.J. Chark also appeared on the injury list, but that's more of a precautionary thing. I think he should be okay. D.J. Chark is also a must-start. Gardner Minshew is also a good start here if you're missing your quarterbacks. Because once again, there is a lot of quarterbacks missing. You miss, uh, well, Andy Dalton, you're not playing. But, you know, you were probably playing Matt Ryan, Cooper, uh, Jared Goff, and, of course, Drew Brees. So it's three good quarterbacks that are missing. So Gardner Minshew is definitely a good uh, filler this week. But Houston's defense is still not that bad. The 
thing is, which I like better, I love Leonard Fournette here, especially now with J.J. Watt out for the season. I'm trying to trade for Fournette. Fournette just got traded in my other league. He did? He got, and it was, it sucked because- What, what guy, was the trade? I would like to know what it was the against, price. It was against my opponent. My opponent gave up Austin Hooper and Leonard Fournette, and Austin Hooper was on a bye, and it pissed me off because- uh, so Austin Hooper was on a bye, and I'm like, all right, cool. So I don't got to go against Austin Hooper. I got a good shot of winning this, right? But he gave up Leonard Fournette and Austin Hooper for Julian Edelman and Travis Kelsey. Ooh. Damn it. So now I got to go against I thought I, was, I thought I was going against like some like third string tight end, and now I'm going against Travis Kelsey. Damn it. Damn it. Yep. Ooh, but he did give up Leonard Fournette, and this is going to be a good matchup for him, I feel, because especially with the fact of J.J. Watt being out. You could see last last week when, uh, when the Oakland Raiders went against the Houston, uh, Houston Texans, they were pushing the ball more to the opposite side of wherever J.J. Watt was, more to the left side. They were trying to make the runs with J.J. Watt being on the right, but J.J. Watt out for the season. So they could focus a lot more on the run here. Especially even with D.D. Westbrook out. I think they'll focus a lot more on the run. I see Flinder Fournette having a big game here. Well, Fournette, he's a he's a Russian monster. You're talking about somebody that's getting 20, 25, almost 30 touches a game. Yeah, he's going to put up work. He's going to put up and a lot of work. he hasn't gotten the touchdowns yet. No. I mean, and so the touchdowns is going to come. I think it's going to come this game. It's I think gonna he's going to have come. a great game. He only, you know how many touchdowns he has? One touchdown. One. Yeah, one. So it's going to change. That's why I'm trying to trade for him now because on average, a starting running back should get what, like, the minimum five touchdowns. It should be anywhere from five to eight touchdowns or nine touchdowns. And he only has one touchdown. So with four weeks left in the fantasy season, those touchdowns, the, the you know, it's going to, it's going to go up. It's going to be there. He's getting too much volume not to get him. Right. But I love him. Anyway, yeah. So who so, do you like? So wait, but yeah. So just saying, Leonard Fournette is definitely going to have that touchdown. I think they're going to happen this week. And I think well, it's going to be a good course, game yeah. against Houston, I think. Like I said, with J.J. Watt being out. Uh, I just see a good game for him. Uh, DJ Chark must play. Chris Conley could possibly have a good game if DJ Chark, his injury seems to be more serious than what it was. I strongly doubt that. But I would just play Fournette, Minshew. Minshew, I would definitely play this week. And uh, Chark. So for this game, give me, I still like Houston to win this game, though. Give me Houston, and then you know what? Give me the over. Houston and the over. I like the Jaguars in this game. They're playing at home. They're not a bad defense. Uh, I, I, I I like what I see from there. And, you know, Houston, they, they could be scored on. So give me the Jaguars. I like Minshew, how he's doing. And give me the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points here, though. All right, moving on. Watch that Buffalo. Talk to me. The Redskins and the Bills. The Bills are favored by nine and a half points. They're playing at home. The over-under Congrats, is, by the way, to the Nationals, speaking about Washington. Yeah, congrats to the Nationals. That was a good series. Yeah. All away wins. Yeah, never happened. All before. the wins were away. That's remarkable. So in this game, I do like the Bills. I'm just going to say that straight off the top because I don't see the Redskins winning at all in this game. And as far as who do you play here, do you, you have to play Adrian Peterson. He's getting the volume. You're get, he's getting the volume. You could play him as a flex, especially with the buys that are here. You could play him as a flex because he is getting the touches. He, the last three games, he has gotten 23, 20, and 14 touches. And he has gotten targets too. He had two receptions. He had four receptions in the last three games. So, you know, he has given you double-digit points, 
one game against, of course, he played the Niners. It was 6.1 fantasy points. But the Vikings are known to have a good, tough defense, and he scored 12.3 points. So you you could consider playing Adrian Peterson, not for nothing. You could play him. Uh, Devin Singletary, it seems like the the shift of who's going to be the lead dog is here. The last game, he had over 68% snaps. I think it's his time now, and you can play him as well. What did you say? Devin Singletary. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can play him. Frank Gore is going to start slowly fading out. Maybe not because he has, like, He's the cat. He has like nine lives. He just continues going. He could. He's like Tom Brady. He's just chasing after Tom Brady, just trying to play as long as as he can. As he can, John Brown. You can start. That's the only player that I really have confidence in playing. Josh Allen, of course, you can start him as well. I'm not touching no one from the wrestling size besides Peterson and Terry McLaurin. Those are the only two viable fantasy options that you have for the Redskins, and that's where I'm at. There's not much to talk about in this game. Well, uh, just to mention one thing real quick about Singletary. Singletary is definitely a great play for the week as the Viking, as the Redskins, excuse me, Vikings, you mentioned that before. Yeah. As the Redskins give up the fifth most points overall to the backfield overall. On total, they're giving up 27.8 points to the backfield. And the Bills give up the 12 most points to the backfield. But the, the Redskins give up the fifth most. Only the Chiefs, Dolphins, Lions, and Bengals give up more points to running backs than the Redskins. So, uh, so yeah, definitely like Devin Singletary, this matchup. You know, he's clearly hey, outplayed him. Hey, he played against the Eagles, and he scored a good amount of points, 14.9 points. And the Eagles are are one of the top top uh, run defense no, teams. He's, he's, so he's, he's a beast. He's going to go against the, the Redskins. He's easily, easily, I could see him being an RB, too. Trying to, I was, our I was trying to trade him, too. Trying to get, you know, but I'm trying to trade him with Andy, and he's not budging. He wants. Oh, yeah, he's frustrated nobody's trading. He he wa- I think he want he wants Keenan Allen. I don't, no, he wants Chris Carson and Golden Tate for and he will give me Devin Singletary and I forgot who else. But well, it depends he, who the other person is. Yeah, I mean. but I don't, I don't even remember the other person. All right, so so uh yeah, so this game give me the Bills as well. Also, the biggest thing I was just saying, uh, just real quick, just real quick, is uh, Terry McLaurin. The only thing I would worry about if Dwayne Haskins is under center, I would worry more about Terry McLaurin. I really would. <laughs> Well, if, he does it, way better with Case Keenum. Way better with Case Keenum. Of course, is a he, Case Keenum is a veteran quarterback. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins. I, I, I thought the Giants have uh, had a good chance to get in him. I, I wouldn't have been mad, but it it definitely shows that he's not ready for the pro level. And just so you know, too, the Buffalo Bills are ranked fifth the fifth best against wide receivers. So it's not a good matchup for Terry McLaurin. It's not. And if it's Dwayne Haskins, even less. I understand it, but like situ- like situations like what we, what we like uh we were talking about earlier, like I would rather play Larry Fitzgerald Polly over over Terry McLaurin. Probably because of the matchup. Well not even that. I mean he's got a bad matchup too, Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know. <laughs> he does have a bad matchup. But still I, I guess I guess I like John Brown. I like John Brown out of all three. John Brown's the one to look. Ter- nah, yeah, Ter- I rather, rather play Terry McLaurin. I'll take that back. But but still, I I just I like Kyler Murray than I do Dwayne Haskins. Put it that way. Terry McLaurin had some tough weeks as well. You know, he, week five he went against Stephon Gilmore. He only provided you with eight point one fantasy points. He was the number forty five uh, wide uh, wide receiver for that week. Then he went against Ken Webster in the Dolphins. He ended up being the number two. Then after that, Richard Sherman of the Niners. 
he ended up just giving you 2.1 fantasy points. He was a 90th wide receiver. And Xavier Rhodes with the Vikings, 7.9 fantasy points. I know, I get that. The so only thing, but he has he has some tough matchups that he was going. You know, he is a rookie. Bills, Bills is good defense. They they are good. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, with the buys, he's someone that you might be able to play as a flex. He's going to be the one that's going to get the targets for. He the gets Redskins. the targets more with Case Keenum than he does yeah. Dwayne Haskins. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm just worried. They haven't Dwayne announced Dwayne Haskins, so I, don't, I know. I don't think they're gonna go with Dwayne Haskins. That's just what I'm saying. I'm, so. I'm just nervous. I'm more. He's downgraded if Dwayne Haskins starts. Like oh, he's how, downgraded already how, just by nature yeah, because of the the matchup. The Redskins, all all the Redskins options is gonna be downgraded. Not even you know you won't be able to start any of them. Uh so we both like Buffalo. Do we like the over under? I like the under. I like the over. All right. Give me, give me the over on that. All right. So, uh, which is 37. All right, guys. Yeah, I'll take the 30. Uh, yeah, I'll take the over. All right. So, Tennessee at Carolina. So, this is a good game, too. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's been doing very, very well as lately. He's been doing pretty good. Uh, he's been bench worthy in my eyes, fantasy wise. He's been pretty bench worthy. Like I said, there's a, you know, there's been a good amount of buys, um, good amount of teams missing with the buys this week. So, uh, you mean quarterback. So, he's, he's definitely bench worthy for me. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup with him in Carolina. It's definitely not going to be the easiest thing, but he does have a good, he has a decent amount of like solid, like kind of role playing kind of hands out there, you know, uh, with along with just the wide receivers that he has with uh, Corey Davis, AJ Brown and Adam Humphreys. Like, okay, you know, they're not, none of them are stars. None of them are studs, but they're okay. They're not bad. You know what I mean? Like almost similar to what like the Jets almost have, but again, we're going to think of two. They got Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder. That's it. But they at least have like a decent trio out there, you know, like those, some of those guys are more mentionable names than somebody on the Ravens per se, you know what I mean? Or even some of the Bengals per se anyways. But the point is, uh, it's, it's a good amount of pass catchers. It's Laney Walker's another really good pass catcher. He did not practice yesterday. It's something worth monitoring. Even with Delaney Walker out, John Smith has shown that he has very good rapport with Ryan Tannehill. So I think even maybe with Delaney Walker in, hopefully, well, I'm saying hopefully cause I'm playing John Smith this week that he'll still do good. But if Delaney Walker's out, definitely you could, um, you could definitely depend on, Janu Smith getting do, doing well or getting a lot of targets doing pretty well over there but the Carolina Panthers are pretty good overall defense and they are pretty good against the the tight ends only 9.83 fantasy points per game to tight ends they're like in the top 10 of teams against tight ends and the top 10 defense is also in the NFL so if Delaney Walker's out monitor what Delaney Walker's doing um he even might be limited in this game maybe just got to keep eye on what the rest of the practice is going to go he did not practice yesterday we'll see what goes on today and tomorrow uh, but Ryan Tannehill, I try to find a better matchup, but this is definitely a test for him, but he's done good. So if you're going to deploy him this week, I get it. I understand it. It just depends what you're deploying him after. I like a lot of players better than I do. Um, Ryan Tannehill, but I also there's some players I don't like as much going against them. You, you know, fair enough to say, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but he's at the, the bottom tier of it. So uh, that goes on for the Tennessee side of the ball. Derrick Henry, of course, you're going to play no matter what. I mean, he's just he's been ha- he's been kind of leveling out, mellowing out, but you're still going to play him. Um, over down to Carolina Panthers side of the ball, nothing really sneaky to say. I think I got to sneeze. Hold on, do I? Oh, oh, my God! Excuse me. Everybody, listen to their call. Bless you. Sorry, I scared them. I sneeze really loud. Anyways, um, you're, you're definitely starting. Kyle Allen, like I wouldn't start it. I'd rather start Ryan Tannehill over Kyle Allen. I'll tell you that much. 
Uh, Kyle Allen has been doing also really good, but fantasy-wise, Ryan Tannehill is putting up a lot of points. I mean, granted, Kyle Allen does have the greatness of Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's a beast no matter what. You play him 100%. Uh, DJ Moore is, you know, it's a tough matchup for him. Tennessee is a really, really good defense. You know, both these defenses are really good. DJ Moore, I would still play. I wouldn't take him out of your lineup, especially with all the wide receivers that have been missing out there. Uh, Greg Olson is another one. You know, you, a lot of tight end is so depleted. I mean, you just kind of just got to roll him out there. I mean, he does better with Cam Newton on the center than he does with Kyle Allen. Kyle Newton has that really good rapport with him. But, you know, if you got to roll him out, then you got to roll him out. You know, there's just it, it, roll him out. You got to, yeah. I mean, we're not really, there's like, uh, two major uh, tight ends missing. I guess on the tight end, tight end, top tight ends like with Austin Hooper, big tight end that's missing, and uh, Gerald Everett. He's okay, but he's still missing nonetheless. So yeah, there's not really any. I don't see any sneaky plays because they're both really good defenses. I don't see anybody getting an uptick of target. I guess the only one you could just say is Jonu Smith would be worth a play. Not to say he's going to do really well. We know he killed last week with 19 fantasy points, but he's definitely worth a play if Delaney Walker is out. If Delaney Walker is playing, I would stay away from both tight ends. Uh, give me, give me Carolina in this one. Give me the under. So you like Carolina minus three and a half at home with the under of 42. Give me Tennessee in this game. All right, moving on. Chicago at Philadelphia. All right, Chicago's playing at Philadelphia. The the, the Eagles are favored by minus five. The over-under is 43 and a half. In this game, you're not touching Trubisky. Sorry. Trubisky is the bus. David Montgomery finally has gotten the volume that he much was and everyone was much anticipating and he gave you good numbers if you ended up starting him he went from week seven only giving you 1.9 fantasy points to week eight giving you 24.7 fantasy points so he's uh a start for sure and another player Allen robinson what can you say with a horrible quarterback that he has he's still providing good decent amount of fantasy points there's nothing much you can say. Much respect to him. Only if he had a good quarterback, you would see the talents of Allen Robinson. You're talking about a player that has double-digit fantasy points in seven out of the eight weeks he has played. The only week that he had a, a under double digits is on week two when he went against the top corner, I believe, Chris Harris. He only provided you with 8.1 fantasy points. To me, he's a solid, solid play week in, week out. You don't have to worry about Allen Robinson at all. And anyone else from the Bears, I'm not really too concerned. My, um, uh, Miles Sanders, uh, he's hopeful to play, you know, with his shoulder injury. We're not sure. So I'll, I'll play Jordan Howard. Chicago Bears do have a, a good front seven. Their de- uh, the run defense is pretty proper. But, you know, you have to consider playing Jordan Howard because – the the Bears they their offense is just not not there so they just the defense is gonna wear out they're they they just eventually gonna wear out Carson Wentz he's soon he it seems like he's gonna get his weapons back Deshaun Jackson is finally back at practice he's been limited managed limited so he might be hopeful to play and uh, as far as that that's that's about it uh, I'm not really too concerned about anyone else here I still believe the Eagles are gonna win at home here and give me the under. I'll take the Eagles. I'll take the under. And I'm a little more nervous about David Montgomery than you are, especially, especially being the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles run defense is very, very good. So, uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, I know he had a good game, David Montgomery, but 
still. Yeah, Eagles. but you look what Devin Singletary did too against the Eagles. He had a passing catch, touchdown. He had a catch touchdown that passed that, you know, that's the only thing why. Yeah, but David Montgomery also could catch well, him. Well, if he gets that volume that he has, remember, like the, the Eagles right now are one, two, three, four, five, six. They're, they're six, six best. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I'm just a little more nervous, I guess, than you are, but it's fine. I will still play him. I'm still going to play him. I have to. Play them. God, Todd Gurley's Do on. it. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. I also like the yeah the Eagles and also the under. Um, Minnesota Vikings at Kansas City. No line for this game. Looks like, right? No line. Yeah, there's no line. I guess it's a pick 'em. <laughs> it's a pick 'em game. It looks like. Yeah, I'll double, I'll double check. Go, continue on. Go ahead. I'll, I'll so uh, the Minnesota and the Kansas City game. So with the Minnesota Vikings, a lot of players here are go as the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, with their biggest thing about that will keep them out of the games a lot is their defense. It's not a very good defense. Also, the, for the fact that their offense is just so good, even with Matt Moore on the center, it's still a good offense. That was a very good game against the Green Bay Packers last week that it always tends to be a shootout against Kansas City. The playmakers that they have on that team are just, it's an abundance of them. So, um, Minnesota, definitely Kirk Cousins I like a lot here. It's definitely going to be another shootout, going to sling the ball a lot. Dalvin Cook, you're 100% playing. Adam Thielen looks like he's going to be back to play. Get him in your lineups. Stephon Diggs, another one. Get him lock stocked in your lineups. Uh, all those Minnesota Vikings that I mentioned are a go. Uh, stay away from the tight ends, which would be Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph, just because we don't know who might have the good game. The ball gets spread around so much, so many pass catchers, and it's not like they're studs because there's a bunch of pass catchers on the Kansas City Chiefs, their opponents for this week. But Still, Travis Kelsey is always going to be a play. So the tight ends just aren't the tight ends are not just involved enough in the Minnesota offense where they could be a trusted weekly play. So I would stay away from either one of them. Uh, Kansas, even though it's possible, one of them could have a good game. So maybe a little more in daily. Maybe you could put one of them in daily. If I had to pick one or the other, I would go with Mason Rudolph. But uh, I would stay away from them still. The uh, Kansas City side of the ball. Also, we know like Sean McCoy, like you said, Doggy was in the doghouse. Um, he fumbled the ball, and Damian Williams took over a bit. But they're going against a strong, stingy defense. Uh, Matt Moore's on the center. So, of course, you're going to downgrade Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill a little bit. But they're still must-starts. You cannot take them out of your lineup. Uh, Matt Moore still does pretty good. He's a solid backup. You know, he's definitely no Patrick Mahomes, but he's not like some pushover either. You know, he's not Luke Falk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, he's still doing pretty good there, Matt Moore. Um I'm not saying I will play Matt Moore this week, but you know the, the, we're talking about the people he's passing the ball to. Damian Williams seems to be more the pass catching back. If he starts getting more of his, um, if he starts getting more of his work going into there, like if he starts getting more volume, then he could have a pretty decent game. But it's still a strong, stingy Minnesota defense. Depending who was your flex player, whether it would be the wide receiver or a running back that's out for this week on the bye week. I'd be okay with starting LaCoy over Damian Williams because LaCoy, I think, is going to get McCoy. back in good McCoy, get back in the good graces. But uh, either one, if you want to start, I would just have a lot of caution with. I'm not saying I'm not advising it, but I get it. Give me in this game. Uh, did you find out? Is there no line? There's no line. This right. man doesn't even have a line here. <laughs> All right. It's, so it's, it's crazy. Just give me Kansas City to win the game, though, still. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand you're going with Kansas City. The Vikings have been red hot. Kirk Cousins has been blowing it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're not going to lose two games at home, right? No. It's, I don't think so. I don't see them. They're too good of a team, even though they have Matt Moore as their starting quarterback at the moment. I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And let's say the over-under in this game is 48. I believe it's going to be an over. I think it's going to be an over. It's going to be a pretty good shootout of a game, but I think Minnesota's defense is probably 
It's better than Kansas City defense, but I still think the playmakers are going to push it through, and it's, I still think Andy Reid is going to make it happen for Kansas City. And so continue d- on. Next next game, divisional Jets. matchup. Yeah, divisional matchup. You got the Jets going against the Dolphins. So this is the Adam Gase game, huh? Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. So he's going to be playing. Uh, he's going to show the Dolphins what type of coach he is. Obviously, you look at the record for the Do- the uh, the Jets. They're one in six. Meanwhile, the Dolphins are zero in seven. So he's beating them by one win. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's a good coach. Great what a coach. great coach. Uh, in this game, Robbie Anderson, it's a start. You're talking about the Dolphins team that just lost their best cornerback, Xavier Howard. He's on the injury reserve. Now you're talking about a team that it's just more depleted in their defense. Their defense sucked anyway. And I, I like Robbie Anderson. Despite having a bad game last week, he was the the last two weeks, he was, you know, the wide receiver in 1991 in week seven. He went against, of course, Stephon Gilmore. And against the Jaguars, he went against, he went against Trey Hernan, and he ended up being the wide receiver 52. He, it, it was a disappointing week for him last week, but I feel he's definitely going to be bouncing back because his cornerback matchup right now is Jamal, Jamal Wiltz, and he's ranked 114 amongst all cornerbacks. His coverage rating is minus 4.9. He's not that great. I feel like it's going to be a bounce back not only for Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Le'Veon Bell, and even Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has been... I don't know. I guess he still has the kissing disease or something hmm. because he hasn't been not that great at all. You're talking about in week seven, obviously he played against the Patriots. He was the he was the quarterback number thirty fourth. Hi hi. There's thirty. There's 30, 32 teams, right? Yep. How do you end up being the thirty fourth wide uh, quarterback? Ghost. Just ghost. He's all the ghost. The ghost right? out there. Yes. Yeah, the ghost. He obviously, he had six minus six point seven points that's another reason why and despite with the jaguars they have okay defense but come on the 25th quarterback for for the week i know people are going to be a little bit too hesitant to play him but it is the dolphins you have mentioned uh, the interesting stat that every quarterback that has faced the the the, no, every, the defense. Dolphins, oh, every defense every defense that goes against the dolphins oh, there you are. gets the right. points so, yeah that there goes my little thunder. So it's how to stream defense is 2009 <laughs> in fantasy football. I, I still believe that Darnold is a good streamer, especially if you lost one of those quarterbacks at the moment. I feel like he's going to have a bounce back game. If he doesn't, then I'm really worried. I'm more. I'll be more worried with Adam Gase as well because he, he shows that he's definitely not a, not a good coach. If if Sam Darnold or the Dolphins, I mean the Jets, don't have a good offensive game. There's a lot of motors in this game, you know, and it, it, there has to there has to be some turnaround here, and yeah, I, I, I I'm gonna play Darnold. Uh, some people are not gonna be too safe of playing. I'm playing Darnold. against him in another week. Oh wait, just you. Are oh, you playing him against me? Yeah. Oh, don't play him. Don't play him. Don't play him. <laughs> no, no, but you're playing him against me. I am playing him against you. Uh, and Chris Hernan, it seems like he's back at practice. I know he had the. Hiccup with his injury, but he remains limited at the moment. If he does play, I feel that Jamison Crowder is going to be the one that's going to get the tick down in that game. And in the Dolphins side, I'm not interested in anyone. Maybe uh, Devontae Parker. I know you love some Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker has been decent. He has been getting the targets. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick that likes to sling the ball. So he's someone that you can consider playing against the Jets 
And Preston Williams as well. Preston Williams has been targeted seven times in the last game. He's someone that maybe you could play in a deep, deep league as a as your wide receiver for. In this game, give me the Jets. They're going to beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just tanking. If they don't beat them, then fire Adam Gase here. That's a- and the under, over 40 and a half, uh, give me the over. Give me the over. Give me the Jets. The funny thing is, I don't think the Dolphins are tanking. I think they're just that bad. They're really trying to win, probably. <laughs> they think they're just that bad. Jesus. <clears throat> uh, moving on to Indianapolis at uh, Pittsburgh. Over here with the Colts, they're getting a lot of their pieces back on defense. A lot of their star players are starting to come back on defense. So that means that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a little bit of a run for their money. Mason Rudolph has faces a tough matchup. He's somebody that I wouldn't look to play this week. I'd rather play Derek Carr. I'd rather even play Sam Darnold, to be honest with you, even though Mason Rudolph has been doing better. I'd rather play Ryan Tannehill even over Mason Rudolph this week. So this is what I meant about this. You know, there's some people at the shorter end of the, you know, totem pole at the bottom of the totem pole that I would play over certain ones like with Ryan Tannehill. So Mason Rudolph's pretty down low there for me this week. Um, <clears throat> Understandable rookie quarterback. Jason, J- James Conner, you got to just uh, merit it. Uh, you got to look. He didn't practice yesterday. We got to see what he does today. I doubt he's going to practice today. Maybe limited, limited in tomorrow. May go through some walkthroughs or something. He's probably going to get that, you know, that. Some, that. Yeah, injection what, with that magic adrenaline. Fluid. Yeah, it might get that little magic fluid into his shoulder, and he will end up playing if he doesn't play Jalen Samuels, right? Well, yeah. So you know, Jamin Samuels is going to play if uh, you know if, if uh, James Conner does not play. But um, you know, just got to keep your eye monitor on James Conner. Uh, Deontay Johnson has trusted being flex worthy. I would still play Deontay Johnson in as a flex, especially with all these wide, or even as a wide receiver two or three, uh, depending on which wide receiver you're missing from this week. After a bunch of those wide receivers out for the week. So, um, Deontay Johnson, yeah, I, I would I would put him in for the for your lineups. Not a great matchup, but I would still put him in there for your lineups. Uh, he's like a sneaky play for me that I see for this game. Uh, then Juju, of course, you're not really taking him out of your lineups, but still, uh, Vance McDonald, you don't know what to do with him. I just would keep him on the bench until he's trusted. He had a great matchup last week and they didn't put up that lot of numbers, so I would just keep him on your bench. I'm wrong about one of my fancy bromances. Very wrong on Vance McDonald, so. Uh, Stay away from him. Hopefully, I'm wrong about... Well, hopefully, I'm not wrong about that, I guess. You know. Anyways, <laughs> uh, on the Colts side of the ball, T.Y. Hilton is always a must-start. You don't think about that. Marlon Mack is also a must-start. Uh, he's been uh, up and down for most of the year, but been pretty solid enough. Start Marlon Mack, always. Jacoby Brissett, I'd rather start um, Jacoby Brissett over Mason Rudolph, to be honest with you, but... Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's defense has been good this year as far as fantasy goes. They've had some pretty decent matchups, and they've been doing like pretty well. The Pittsburgh defense, Pittsburgh defense has been like a uh, uh, a top ten defense over here, fantasy wise. So they're pretty good. Um, I would try not to play them this week, matchup wise. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even play them. But they've had some good matchups along the way. That's where that you know they get a lot of turnovers. They get a lot of <clears throat> a lot of interceptions. You know what I mean? So uh, I would still stay away from Jacoby Bissett. He's probably as low as Mason Rudolph is for me. I would stay away from him. But um, you know, and then as the tight end position goes, I mean, Eric Ebron, <clears throat> I would, I'm sure he's not in your lineups, but I think he's worth at least a bench stash. Uh, I see him on the waiver wire in one of my leagues and the one that I traded away, Mark Andrews. So I'm definitely going to pick him up and put him there. At least leave him on the bench. I have John Luke Smith right now as my tight end for the moment. But uh, yeah, Eric Ebron, I wouldn't play, but I would just keep him on your benches. You know, I, I would play if, if I had to choose between him or Jack Doyle for one of those two that I like better out of Indianapolis. I definitely like Eric Ebron over Jack Doyle for that matter. Uh, give me give me the Colts in this one. They're, they're minus one. I think the Colts are going to win. That means, of course, they're going to cover. Uh, and give me the over. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. 
Defensive wise, there's gonna be some like highs and lows, highs and lows throughout the game. So give me the Colts, give me the over. Uh give me the the Colts, of course, in this game, and I like the over as well in this game. The next game is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nope. Wait, sorry, it's Detroit Lions at the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders are favored by two points, and the over under is fifty and a half in this game. In this game, I do like Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, uh, he so far has been okay. I know he was drafted around the third round, and he only has given you two running back one numbers. He would, you know, at, if you draft a player in the third or fourth round, you expect him to be a running back one or a wide receiver one, and he only has done that a couple of times. Three out of the three out of the eight weeks. It's not that bad, but you, you want to see a little bit more consistency. I believe that he is gonna change that around and he's a good trade target by low if you can. Especially with last week against the Houston Texans where you thought he was gonna have a really good game and he ended up being the running back twenty eight. He's to me he's a good by low candidate. I, I feel like he's gonna bounce that back. The Lions have one of the worst defense against the running backs. So start him with confidence. I feel like he's gonna do good. Don't worry about it. Alex Marchetti has said so. Tyrell Williams, he has finally he's finally back. He's healthy. And he provided you with good fantasy points. He provided you with 18.10 fantasy points. He's the lead dog there for wide receivers in the Raiders offense. So you could start him all you want. It's not a problem. He's going to be a strong wide receiver too. And plus more if possible. Everyone else from the Raiders side, I'm not really touching except Derek Carr. You can start him with confidence. Matt Stafford. I like Matt Stafford in this game. Kenny Galladay, what can you say? He had a bounce back game. Marvin Jones, you can start either or. Danny Amendola, ever since Kerryon Johnson went out, he has been very productive. Week 7 against the Vikings, he was the number 12 wide receiver against the Giants. Number 17 wide receiver. He has given, given you pretty much wide receiver two numbers. And why wouldn't he be able to give you that in this game? He's Matt Stafford had, has, has been good. He has been really good this season. And it seems like they have changed their offensive approach in the passing game. They probably run it, they're not running as much as they were. Ty Johnson was the big waiver wire pickup of last week. I gave up the world, Chico. <laughs> and, yeah, you did. And you too, you know, but I gave up literally all my fab money for him. And he has been a dud. I still feel that he will bounce back. Week seven against the Vikings, he had three red zone touches, four uh, four targets. He gave you fifty seven yards, and he was a number he was a number eighteen running back against the Vikings. The Giants, I'm just gonna watch that game. Maybe they got kind of cute with it. I might be daring if I'm very desperate. I might start him in here, and because this might be the only time that I'll be able to have a decent game from him. Besides that, you know, you're starting all your wide receivers, uh, even Danny Amendola. I think I like him over Larry Fitzgerald, not for nothing. What do you think? Fitzgerald's going against the Niners. Amendola's going against the Raiders. Maybe. I could see that. It's better. He definitely has a better matchup, I'll tell you that much. He has a better matchup. And, like, I, I, I think the floor is much more, like, is much more safer with Amendola, especially with the amount of targets he has been seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know it's it's debatable. I know it's Larry Fitzgerald is it's debatable. It's a Hall of Famer, but you're not crazy. 
But sometimes you got to look at just the, the game, the matchup, the week, and forget about the name. Just of course, just look at the the the, the games. What what's going to happen? The outcome. And I feel Larry Fitzgerald is not going to overperform. Danny, Danny Amendola. That's how I just feel. But anyway, Ty Johnson, he's a risk play. I might be desperate. I might I might play him. He's a desperate play, but he might give you those points because the Raiders do allow points as well. Anyway, in this game, I do like the Lions. I like the Lions offense more than the Raiders. I know the Raiders have been have shown to upset some teams. Although they're playing at home, I still like the Lions uh, getting the win in Oakland. And I like the over on, uh, over on this 15 and a half. I like the under. Mm, nah, give me the over. I'll take the over. Uh, I like the Lions to win this one as well. Uh, Tampa Bay at Seattle. So with the Buccaneers, uh, Chris Godwin, we know was outperformed by Mike Evans last week. We know it's like a 1A and a 1B type of situation over there. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, still in your lineup. You're not thinking about that. Seattle defense is definitely a sneaky play here as far as the defense goes because of Tampa Bay, you don't see anything else but Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. The only thing that should be in your lineup should not be having Peyton Barber or any other running back out of the backfield for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but definitely uh, just Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. CL defense you could play because Jamison, uh, James Winston definitely does create a lot of turnovers. So they're going to be a very good defense to play here. I think they're going to give you a lot of points, uh, depending, of course, on your point system. But they're not the worst defense in the world. Not the greatest, but they're not the worst. So, But I think they're going to cause a lot of turnovers on Tampa Bay as they do. Chris Carson's got his work cut out from a little bit because of the fact that Tampa Bay Buccaneers do have a strong run defense. So with that being said, Chris Carson might be a little bit downgraded, but his usage and his love in Seattle, like he's loved over there. He's used a lot, so he's definitely still a safe play. Tyler Lockett, you know, you're not thinking about it. You can still play him. I like DK Metcalf a lot here, actually, too, because where Tampa Bay gets hurt a lot is through the air. They have a pretty good defense, not so much in their secondary through the air. DK Metcalf, I feel, is going to have a pretty good game. He's a sneaky play for me in this game. Uh, somebody that would start a lot. I, I would start DK Metcalf over Larry Fitzgerald. You know what I mean? So uh, I would start him over Aaron Amendola. So, he gets the red zone touches. Yeah, I can yeah, see he, that. he get the red zone touches. I think he's going to have like a long bomb too. I think he's going to do really good. Russell Wilson, you don't think about. You're playing him. Uh, besides that, like I said, the um, I would stay away from all uh, tight ends. As they not use that much in the offense with Tampa Bay. Stay away from all tight ends. Stay away from the tight ends. Also in Seattle, Will Disley being gone was the only one that you could have trusted out there. But... There's nothing much more of a sneaky thing to see besides the fact of uh, DK Metcalf, I think, is going to perform well. I see him having a really good game in this matchup. <laughs> Seattle's favored by six, the over under 51. Give me the over in this game. The high over? scoring game, I think. I'm going to take the over. I believe it's the highest scoring game of the week, what they projected to have. So, yeah, give me the over of this game. Give me Seattle. Seattle to win I and you end to cover. Give me Seattle. I'm going to go with the quarterback, you know. Yeah. Winston's going to turn the ball over no matter what. He's if if the line is like two and a half on turnovers for Winston, I'll bet the over on that for sure because yeah. he's always he's either going to fumble the ball or he's going to intercept the ball. And yeah, I like the Seattle Seattle in this game, and I like the over as well. The right. defense is not the best, so they 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 allow scoring. And yeah, so uh, Cleveland at Denver. All right, Browns at Denver Broncos. Straight off the bat, I'm going to say I like the Browns. Huh. Who's the who, Who's the Denver Broncos uh, quarterback? Brian Brandon something. Brandon Allen. Yeah, Brandon Allen. That's who's their quarterback. No more uh, Joe Flacco. No, which is ironic, right? Because like Drew Lock, a coincidence. Because Joe Flacco was like, "Oh, we got you know we we're uh, 
we we're losing games, but we should be aggressive in our game call, uh, gameplay, and and play calling. Meanwhile, they're not scoring touchdowns, maybe because it's Joe Flacco and. But I understand where he came from, and now coincidentally, he's out with a neck injury, and he possibly might go to the IR. <laughs> and I think that uh, Drew Locke just got cleared from the IR, but he's not going to play this week. But no, nah, th- th- well. They said uh, that he's not ready yet for the NFL to play in the NFL. So That's we might not even say. see him. If we see him, it might be like when it's fantasy f- football is pretty much. Well, uh, we'll see if Brandon over. Allen is. So. Yeah, that's going to be. So, you know, the start of the week in defense is definitely going to be the Browns. The Browns defense is who you should start in this week's matchup. They're a good streaming defensive team. Baker Mayfield. What can you say? Uh, if you're really desperate, I guess you can play him. He, I know with Seattle, he he, he gave you 24.95 fantasy points. And then with the Patriots, not for nothing, 14.5 is a good, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's a good amount against the, tu- the toughest defense. No, it's not. <laughs> Darnold gave them negative points. That's negative fine. seven. He, has, he gave you negative seven points as much as 14 points may be pretty good against a good bad, good defense it's still not what you want for your fantasy for your fantasy team so not what you want out of your quarterback fantasy team so it's still bad all right as far as in the broncos side the only players i will consider playing and to me there are only flex play i don't see no rb2 upside or wide receiver two or wide receiver one upside and not for none corner son i'm not I, I don't think i'll be able to play him uh, it's 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 gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. You're talking about the Browns, who their cornerbacks are finally back, and you you're you're talking about a quarterback a quarterback that's not gonna hasn't proven anything. So the only ones I would start is Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay. Those are the only ones that have some upside. Their floor is flexed because they're gonna get the touches, but other than that, I'm I'm not trusting any offensive player. In the Broncos, side. I see either one of them possibly having an RB two game. I think they're going to rely more on the run. Yeah, but and it's me, not like Cleveland's defense is all that great either. So I'm going to rely. They're just relying on the run a lot more. No, nah, uh, yeah, but that's that's what I feel too. But Corner Sun, I know he's been giving you probably no, know, double I, digit I fantasy see, points, but I, I don't see an upside of an RB two though. With Corlin Sun? No, with, with Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman. I see an upside of RB2. Yeah, I do see so an upside. Not, yeah. they're, to me, they're flex play with, ups, with RB2 upside. Yes, of I, course. I could see them having good games. Yeah. Because of the, the opportunities they're going to get. Yeah, because they they're going to rely more on the run. And as far as the Brown side, Nick Chubb, he's definitely a goal. He has been, you know, he's been getting 20-plus touches a game. He has, he has given you RB1 numbers, four out of the – what five out of the, the 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 eight weeks? So that's good. Odell Beckham, I think in my dynasty league, I'm not starting Odell Beckham. He's wow. going against Chris Harris. Yeah, you still got to start him though. Chris Harris, you want me to tell you what Chris Harris has done? Please do. All right, against T. Y. Hilton, T. Y. Hilton, he ended up being the number thirtieth wide receiver mm-hmm. for the week. Tyreek Hill, number sixty six wide receiver for the week. All right, Corey Davis, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill. He, he uh, Chris Harris face. Uh, he was uh, shadowing Tyreek Hill. Okay, in week seven, and so Tyreek Hill ended up being the number six, the number sixty six wide receiver for that week. That doesn't sound right. That don't sound right. Well, he had a big game, game that week. I, you, I guess in the matchup. You want to double check? I'll double check it. That doesn't sound right to me. Double check. He has been playing. Was this is third week, Tyreek Hill? 
This is his third week since being back. Yeah, yeah the, uh, his first week is when he had that big game. This double no, he had three catches and 74 yards and a touchdown, 22 points. All right, so I guess when he was mashed up with Tyreek Hill, he only allowed maybe when maybe when maybe when Chris Harris was on him because he had like he had like the one like fifty yard touchdown. That's what I was saying. I was like, wait a second. Ah, oh, I read this wrong. This is my uh, bad. my bad, my bad. Because he allowed he allowed nineteen point four fantasy points to Tyreek Hill. I read this wrong because I, I thought it was number sixty six. He was Chris Harris was sixty six ranked against Tyreek Hill. That's what it is. Whoops, sorry guys. That's my <laughs> mistake. You know, that's why I'm your average Joe. Yeah, uh, I said the best of us. Allen Robinson, he held him in check. Allen Robinson had a great, you know, he so far he's, he's had a great season. He 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 only allowed three point four fantasy points against him. Tyrell Williams, he only allowed four point nine fantasy points. Devontae Adams, he only allowed eight point eight eight fantasy points against Devontae Adams. So and Ty Hilton, Tyreek Hill is the only one. Maybe maybe because of the script or Tyreek Hill is just too fast. I hope you're right. I'm going against in a big matchup against Odell. So I hope you're right. So I believe the player, the wide receiver to play is going to be Jarvis Landry. Out of the two, I Jar- hope you're right about that because I got him going in dynasty. <laughs> Jarvis Landry, I believe, is the player that you should be playing in the Browns side. He has been getting a good amount of targets. He has been getting. 10 targets last week, 5, 6, 10, 9, 7, 7. He's getting the, he's getting the opportunities, and Beckham is going to go against Chris Harris, and Chris Harris not for nothing. He's a good cornerback. Uh, he's a good cornerback. Other than that, I'm not playing any other player here. Give me the Browns, of course, in this game, and the under, 39. Give me the Browns. Give me the under as well. Uh, Green Bay Packers at Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers have a pretty good matchup here. When I mean Los Angeles Chargers, I mean Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers has a pretty good matchup here. I think Keenan Allen is going to have the Keenan Allen type game over here because of the fact that Green Bay's offense is so good and the Chargers defense is not that good. I mean, it's not that bad either. It's okay. It's good, but it's not that good. That, But Green Bay is going to put on a show, as they have been doing lately. Aaron Rodgers has been unstoppable. Fountain of youth, whatever he got injected with. But he's been killing it. So because of the fact they're going to put up a lot of points on the board, the Green Bay Packers, the Chargers are going to have to keep up, and they got to throw the ball a lot. I see a lot of thrown passes here from Phillip Rivers. I see them having a really good game. I see them hitting Keenan now a lot more because they get hurt on the secondary. They're really good front seven. They have a very good front seven. They're really good at stopping the run, the Green Bay Packers. So I see Austin Eckler also having a really good game here. If you had to pick between Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon, give me Austin Eckler in this game, especially if you're looking at daily or if you have both of them, whatever the case may be, and you only have room for one. I would play Austin Eckler. He's more the pass catching back. They're going to have to be throwing the ball more. And even if they did run the ball more, Green Bay is better at stopping the run than they are at stopping the pass. So I think that Melvin Gordon is going to have a subpar game here, as he's been doing as of lately. He's going to have the games he's been doing lately, not doing good at all for Melvin Gordon. But Austin Eckler, I see him having a really good game here against Green Bay. Uh, same thing goes with Hunter Henry, goes with Mike Williams he, and Keenan Allen. I think they're all going to have good games, which also means that Philip Rivers is going to have a good game here. I trust him in the lineups. Uh, Green Bay side, well, in Mike Mike Williams is a solid flex play. He's a good flex play. Uh, I don't like Mike Williams. He's a good flex play here, I think. Because like I said, they're going to have to throw the ball around a lot. 
So to, to in order to keep up with Green Bay and what they do on offense. Green Bay also looks like Devontae. And with Devontae Adams coming back for Green Bay, it looks like even more so they're going to have to try to keep up with the Packers. Looks like Devontae Adams is going to come back. He was in practice yesterday without a helmet, but he was still doing more work than what he would do in the past week. So it looks please like... Please come back. Please come back. Please, I need you to come back, especially this week. Jesus Christ. If not, i got to play John Brown and Jamison Crowder. Yikes. So yeah, well, it, John Brown, I'm okay with, but he has a good matchup. Jamison Crowder, he has a good match. Yeah, he's got a good matchup, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. I still have Chris Godwin as another wide receiver there too, so it's okay. Oh come on, man! I'd still come want on. to. I have got ter- Chris Godwin. I have terrible. What run- are you well, worried about? I only have one good running back, Aaron Ooh. Jones. Okay, and who's your other running back right now? Ty Johnson. I like. Ty All right, Johnson. exactly. I like Ty Johnson. Oh god, you're good. You're good. Anyways, so. uh yeah, so I do uh, Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers must start 100%. Devontae Adams, he's back, getting him right back in your lineups as he's going back in the lineup for Green Bay. If Packers play him, you play him. Um, and hopefully he does good because he's had like a shoddy year so far. Definitely not like the, one of the top three wide receivers as he was drafted to be. Definitely not having that kind of year. But still, you look to draft him. Uh, also, yeah, yeah. They did, I don't. I wouldn't trust any other the pass catchers. I would only trust Aaron Rodgers, Jamal Williams. You know what? I'll trust him here as too. He's done enough to show that he's been trusted for lineup. So Jamal Williams, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. I'd rather play Jamal Williams over Mike Williams. Mm, probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Watch Mike Williams have a big game now. And thanks for saying that because I'm going against them. So, anyways, they nice. Well, I'm in five leagues. I'm probably going against all these people at one point or another anyways. Yeah. So anyways, so, uh, but yeah, D- Jamal Williams has earned a trust in the spot. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams all could get in your lineups for this week, especially with the bye week and a lot of people gone. Definitely all worth bye week spots. Uh, give me the Green Bay Packers in this game, favorite at 3-5. Th- at, uh, and give me the over, 47.5. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of offense in this game. Give me the over. I, I do like this game. I like the over. I feel like... Th- any of the running backs for the Packers are going to have a monster game. Chargers do a lot, a lot of points there. Uh, I wait, I hope Devontae Adams comes back. But I like the over here, and the Chargers got to win. The only monkey wrenches here is that they did fire their offensive coordinator. So we don't know what type of approach they're going to have on the game. It might be a little bit different. Maybe they'll go a little bit more uh, Melvin Gordon or maybe a little bit more Austin Eckler. I think Austin Eckler. So this, this is a, a game to watch to see what's going on. Because if they do go more Melvin Gordon, that means they came from the up, from upstairs and say, "Hey, we got to utilize utilize this guy more, more, more frequent." If it ends up being Austin Eckler, then we all know that Melvin Gordon is probably going to be close to be a droppable player. I wouldn't say droppable, but anyways. Close. No. Close. No. Like thoughts of being dropped. Like no. try to sell them as cheap as possible. You sell them as cheap as possible. Don't drop them. Like for John U. Smith. No. <laughs> uh, moving on with Sunday night game. All right. Sunday Baltimore. night game. We got the New England Patriots. This is a good matchup. Going, going against Baltimore Ravens. The Patriots are favored, of course. They are undefeated. By three and a half points, and the over-under is 44 and a half. I like this matchup. You're talking about Tom Brady versus Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has been on fire, and it's very interesting to see what type of approach he takes as a quarterback because he's not your conventional quarterback. You know, he's he's somebody that runs the ball, so maybe there's some exploitation, some weakness, maybe, with the New England Patriots defense here. Maybe they have the answer. And I'm very, very curious, and I'm 
really excited to watch this game, not only to see the New England Patriots lose, but see what Lamar Jackson is capable of. Uh, As far as in this game, um, Lamar Jackson, is he startable? This is a big question. He's going against the top defensive team here. I, I do have Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson in my dynasty league. So right now I have that question, that conundrum. We're like, who should I start? Should I go with Tom Brady or should I go with Lamar Jackson in this game? Who 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 do you like here, man? If I had to choose one of the two, yeah, I would go with Tom Brady. You would go with Tom Brady. Right now I have Tom Brady in my starting lineup. That's what I think I'm going to go with. But you got to love Lamar Jackson's uh, ceiling. Not really. And he runs the ball, which is all you need from him is like, to make it even is give you like eighty yards, eighty yards on the ground, and oh yeah, be, yeah, that's he, easy. <laughs> he, I think I think it's possible. The New England Patriots average four point seven four points per quarterbacks per game. Quarterbacks go against them, get only on average four point seven four points, and running backs. This is all running backs, not just one running back. On average, all running backs in the backfield get only thirteen point twenty nine per game. That's but, it. But look, look, look who who they have faced. Look who they have faced. That's the only problem here. This is the only like this is the first time they're gonna face a a hot quarterback. Week one they went against Ben Roethlisberger. He's not playing right now. He's out for the year. He's hurt. He's hurt. Still good. We don't know. Oh god. We don't know. Week two, Josh Rosen. Sucks. Week three, Sam Darnold. Didn't do good. Week four, Josh Allen. Week good, five, good. Case Keenan. Week six. Rookie Daniel Jones. Week seven, Sam Darnold. Week eight, a struggling Baker Mayfield. Fair enough. So this is the first time the Patriots are going to be truly tested here. Yeah, the schedule's been a joke. It's been a joke. And after the Baltimore game, they get a bye. They chill out. They're going to be chilling, you know, hanging out. Tom Brady might go to Brazil and then come back. And then they go against the Eagles, the Cowboys, Houston, Chiefs. And then after that, they're good. They're Colson, Bengals, Bills, and Miami. <laughs> but they're going to have a, a, a tough stretch, I believe. Like, where they going to be tested? You're talking about Houston with Deshaun Watson. Chiefs, by that time, no, I, Mahomes yeah. will be there. But this game, though. But this game, this is the only thing is, is it going to be Lamar Jackson going to crack the code of the New England Patriots? Freaking it's, hope so. I got him in two leagues. I have him one league, but you know, I, at least I have Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson, so I might go with the Tom Brady. Go here. Brady, Mark Ingram. Uh, yeah, he's startable. Marquise Brown. Nah, I'm not touching no one else. If I'm going to consider starting someone, it's going to be either Mark Ingram or Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews. Oh, Mark. Yeah, Mark Andrews. You still start him regardless. Yeah, because tight end so depleted. You got yeah, right. still start him regardless. You're right. You're right there. As far as in the Patriots side, James White, Sony Michelle, you can start them. Julian Edelman, ever Always. since ever since Josh Gordon is not no longer in the picture, he has given you wide receiver numbers three out of the last four weeks. Wide receiver one numbers, you mean? Um, yeah, wide receiver no, one. Sorry about that. Wide receiver no, one numbers, the three out of the four weeks. So he's week five, wide receiver 10. Week six, wide receiver nine. Week seven, he went against Trumaine Johnson. Of the Jets, and he was a wide receiver 23. And then Eric Murray of the the Browns, he ended up being the wide receiver four. Uh, uh, he's going to go against Marcus Peters, though. But he's still somebody that you start here. And other than that, that's it. I'm not really confident in any other of the wide receivers. Philip Dorsett, maybe you could start him as, as a desperate flex play or Mohamed Sanu. 
And yeah, uh, in this game, give me the upset. I love the upset. Give me the three and a half points, Baltimore Ravens. I feel like they might win this game at home. And it's going to be the under, 44 and a half. Give me the Patriots. Give me the under. Also, do not start Muhammad Sanu just yet. Not so you that, know desperate, why. Desperate play. I wouldn't even start him. Uh, but desperate, yeah, I get it, but I want to start him. Last game of the night, Monday Night Football. Last game of the week, excuse me. Dallas Cowboys at New York Giants. Big divisional matchup here. Uh, New York Giants side of the ball. Golden Tate has been catching a lot of passes. Golden Tate's been doing well. We know the Dallas defense is pretty good, but still not, you know, it's it's good, but not, it's it's more closer to great than it is bad. So it's a really good defense. Let's just say it's a really good defense. I'm, I make no sense sometimes. It's just a really good defense. Uh, but still, I would start Golden Tate. You definitely start Evan Ingram. You definitely start Saquon Barkley, no matter what. Daniel Jones, I don't, don't want to look to start him. I know he had a great game last week, but before, you know, he had two games with over 40 points. Every other game, he had about 14 points. I would not start Daniel Jones. Uh, this all depends also on your matchups, uh, I mean, your league settings, about how many points they score. Um, With... Uh, Sterling Shepard has been in full participation in practice. So is Corey Ballantyne, the quarterback. I mean, the defensive player, not quarterback, excuse me. But um, they haven't been cleared yet from the concussion protocol, but they have been in practice full participation. We'll see what happens there. We'll monitor it. I think Sterling Shepard is going to play. If he does play, I would get him into your lineups, uh, especially with all the wide receivers that are missing in the bye week. He'll still be a good play here. He still does well when he's in the game. Uh, and Golden State, PPR-wise, has been doing really well. And Evan Ingram, of course, you stayed in there, like I said. When it comes to the Dallas side of the ball, uh, Amari Cooper, you start with no question. You start Ezekiel Elliott, no question. Dak Prescott has a really good matchup here. The Giants' defense is atrocious. They get beat up on the ground. They get beat up through the air. Michael Gallup's also a really good play here. I like Michael Gallup a lot. I know he had the last two games where he upset it a little bit, but he also had two other games where he killed, where he crushed it. So, Michael a, Gallup... A smell of bounce back. Yeah, Michael Gallup, I think, is going to have a really good game here. Hopefully does i'm playing them in my uh in that one league that i need to really make a comeback to that i'm doing bad in so now now that i have uh that's the league i have the andre hopkins michael thomas and tyreek hill so hope you know with michael thomas on the bye i'm putting in michael gallup in my lineup so hopefully we get that going and uh you know, yeah, I, uh, Jason Witten also, listen, on average, Jason Witten has no less than three catches a game. He's getting three to four catches a game. Uh, you know, of course, if he gets a touchdown, so he'll do a lot better, but you could do a lot worse tight end-wise. So Jason Witten, I like in the game. I like him, you know, just he's going to get you at least three catches. So he'll probably get you, what, three catches and 30 yards? He'll get you at least six to ten what, points. What else do you expect from a tight end? Nowadays, yeah. So, you know, uh so, yeah, nothing really sneaky about this. Dallas Cowboys defense is also a good play this week uh, with Daniel Jones causing the turnovers that he does and also with the like, offensive line not playing the way it should be. Nate Solder having a bad year over there on the offensive line. So also a couple of sacks there, depending on your league settings, I see for the Dallas Cowboys defense. In this game, uh, the over-under, I know the Dallas Cowboys are going to win. I'm still going to pick the Giants out of spite. Let's just say that. But I know they're going to win. But I'll pick the Giants. And you know what? Give me the over here. I like the over. Dallas is going to win, but with the seven and a half points, give me the Cowboys. I mean, give me the Giants covering the so seven. So Giants are going to cover the spread, you yeah, said. They, 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 did it, they did it away against Detroit Lions. They covered the spread. And I, at home, I, I feel like they'll be able to do it. I know they laid an egg, like a big-ass egg with the Arizona Cardinals. Big ass egg yeah like a big one <laughs> like, i know but like an ostrich egg i get it like a dinosaur egg that's what they they, they did 
Uh, but I feel like they're going to bounce around. You know, it is a divisional matchup. So they're going to cover the spread. They're going to get the, uh, give me the, I like the points. Give me the seven and a half points. I like the points. Give me the points and the over. And I think that's it. All right, party people. That's the episode that we have here for today. Once again, hit us up at BFB Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, if you have any other questions about your lineup, let us know whatever you got going on, and we'll help you out the best way we can. Success of the less, party people. Peace. Love Good. you guys. Peace.